Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 621 for the week of March 5th, 2022. I'm Chris Privetier bringing you this week's RPG news and videos and, well, not videos because it's a podcast, news and articles, news and editorials from the website rpgamer.com where we love to report on everything RPG related. Uh, if you are listening to this live, thank you. Hi. Uh, if you are not, you can join us live every week at twitch.tv slash rpgamer at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Joining me on the show this morning, Kelly Ryan. All hail Weed Cat. Ooh, token! 420, yo! Is that the is the release date of Pokemon 420? No, it's not. No, no. That, that'd be way too soon. <laughs> also here, Josh Carpenter. I'm also. It isn't even like the end of this year too soon, isn't this like four Pokemon games in yeah. two years? Yeah. Um, Pokemon's an annual franchise now. I don't know if you know that, Josh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, but but it's we just also, got Arceus. Have, yeah, we also got Pokemon Snap last year <laughs> and the Diamond Pearl remakes. Yeah. It, it, like, mean, it's a lot, isn't it? I don't we're know. We're at the I'm point we're now getting three a year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the Switch can support it. I mean, I'm not complaining, but I know that uh, there's other people complaining. There are people always complaining. Wherever you are in the world, someone is complaining about Pokemon. (laughs) It's not adult enough. Oh, I remember when it was just for kids. Oh, they should have all the Pokemon, all 7,000 of them forever and ever. That's your thing. Own it. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's news is brought to you by Angry People on the Internet. Well, that could be all the news all the time, Chris. Yeah. That doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> Tam making it political. Putin's real issue is that he's mad about Pokemon. Fortunately, he started the invasion before the announcement, so that can't be it. Um, What else we got in the chat? We got Tam and Vaughn in the chat. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I didn't even hear Vaughn wake up. Mm-hmm. Vaughn is listening to the show dead, he says. So that's why. Yeah, we got to bed really late because um, apparently the new Batman movie is like three or four hours long. <laughs> you went in one year and came out another. Yeah, that's what it felt like because I, I got home and well, was like, I'm going to play my 3DS a little bit. And, the and last Batman it's... movie that came out. Um, um, wait, uh, what Batman is the Rises? last? Or The Dark Knight Rises? I'm trying to fi- figure out if Ben Affleck had any Batman-only movies or not. No, okay. um, he had ba- Batman versus Superman, which was a turd. Yeah, and then Justice League, which was apparently the Zack Snyder cut is better. I don't know, whatever. But moving on, the 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 last Dark Knight Rises movie, um, Mr. Wayne. Oh, wait, was that the second one or the third one? Yeah, the third, the third one. Third one is Mr. Wayne uh, with Bane. That was like seven and a half hours. I feel like. Yeah, I fell asleep in that one. Um, Anna did too. <laughs> <laughs> and I struggled because we watched it at midnight because we were idiots. Um, it was hard to get through. It was long. So, so, so I paid 15 bucks to go watch it in an Why? IMAX theater and pass out in it. Yeah. Because we thought it was going to be awesome. Listen. And we wanted to... Can you put a uh, a dollar amount on a good nap? 
This is what my dad always tell me because he'd fall asleep in the movies all the time. And now I'm getting to the age where he started to do that. So, of course, I'm going to start doing it now. And I'm I'm starting to agree with him. Like, actually, I feel like a good nap's very valuable. <laughs> it's nice. It's quiet, comfy seats. You got, you got um, I don't know, the M&Ms or whatever, popcorn. Like, this is good. This is good napping. Oh, did I miss anything? Oh, that's interesting, honey. Pass me the popcorn. Right. <laughs> um, man, that's, uh, now I'm trying to think about the the best movie theater nap I've ever had. Uh, oh yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because that meant that I didn't have to watch a good chunk of that movie. I wish yeah, I yeah, you went out there. <laughs> There's a fridge scene and then the rest of the garbage. I I was awake for the fridge scene. Which, Ironically as enough, dumb as the like, fridge scene is, it's sadly the best part of the movie. <laughs> oh, movie! Oh, I'm sad but, we brought it up. But th- that being said, I felt like um, Edward Cullen Batman was actually really good. Did he sparkle? Um, no, he did not no. sparkle. But he did kiss Catwoman. Okay. Um. No, it, it was really good. He did a lot of detectiving, which, as you said, Chris, I like Detective Batman. Um, it kind of reminded me of an R, of a PG thirteen rated Saul movie because of the uh, Riddler stuff, and it had Catwoman in it. So of course there was cats, and all the cats are safe, so that's fine. Okay. Uh, and, and yeah, I I liked it. Um, I thought it, it was as good as The Dark Knight. Um, Vaughn said that he didn't like it as much as The Dark Knight, but liked it better than uh, Dark Knight Rises. So, Which one is Dark Knight Rises? Bane. Okay. That was the one that we were both disappointed by, just because it felt so bloated and Everyone was trying to be The Dark Knight, but with Bane, but wasn't nearly as good. Well, and the one before it was two movies in one. So, like, how do you compare to that? Oh, Batman that? Begins. I never, I know, I never. Not begins, Batman begins. Um, Batman: The Dark Knight Rises, right? The one with Joker and Two Face. Yeah, that's the Dark Knight. That's the good one. That's the Dark Knight. Okay. Goodness. Yeah. Well, the first half about... of it's really good. The second half isn't quite as good, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I think well, I the, think the... Batman Begins is a little better as just a movie experience, but whatever. Well, the, I, it's the fine. point. Is... <laughs> My point is that th- these are so much better than Zack Snyder verse Martha crap. What? <laughs> oh, you never heard about the about Martha now? scene? I'm looking it up now. Martha scene. <laughs> oh, so boy. In, Hold on. Get yeah. off camera. So in Batman v Superman, you know, Batman and Superman are beating the crap out of each other and Batman's got Superman like a headlock. And Superman says, You got to save Martha. And they like, this is this really stupid, like, wait, Martha? My mother's name is Martha. And it's like the stupid connecting moment. And it's like all of a sudden they're best friends after that. And you know, it's basically like the fridge scene, but awful. And yeah. It's so awful that it just killed the whole show, apparently. <laughs> oh, I I really hate the the Zack Snyder vs. DC stuff. Oh goodness, Kelly. Yeah, I'm watching this, and that that's where they sandwich in the origin scene. Goodness. Y- yeah. And then Pam from Something the office like shows up. I... <laughs> I, I 
I think what makes me the most upset about the DC verse stuff is that DC, all DC had to do was copy Marvel. That that's all they had to do. You know, I I wouldn't have cared. I I wanted funny, uh, you know, kind of light, kind of funny, kind of actiony uh, Justice League movie, and we didn't get that. And to, to, to say the fact that we have such a good MCU but such a terrible DCU just just makes me want to cry. Sorry, different people. Uh, uh, at least we got Jason Momoa's Aquaman, which is just, you know, two hours of eye candy, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Have they given up uh, on the DC Universe yet? Are we... I, I want to say so, but then there was a trailer at the beginning of the Batman movie that's like, Summer of DC, and there's going to be a Black Adam movie and a Flash movie. And the but Aquaman we canceled thing. The Rock. We can't like that movie anymore. Oh, wait, when did we cancel The Rock? It turns out he's a fan of Joe Rogan. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um, I don't know how to segue that. So have you gotten any more fights with Wheat Threshers? Wheat Threshers. Oh, Kelly. I went back and finally conquered that tomb last night. It took me oh, a yeah. week, but I've finally gotten powerful enough that I could defeat the place with the, the Wheat Thresher. You can't kill the Wheat Thresher, by the way. It's all a dodging uh, puzzle. On the commercial for it that was playing um, Thursday during the break of Critical Role, I saw that you could ride the Wheat Thresher. Can you actually do that? I I don't know. I, I need <laughs> to figure out what it's actually called. Uh, Chariot? Chariot Boss? Let's find out. I'll find out if I can actually... Ooh. I don't know. Maybe it was just trailer stuff, but it looked like you could ride it because because the trailer showed like. Oh, the I've dude got I got a it. YouTube video up now. I'm gonna watch it and I'll learn and be uh, angry about it. But because uh, the dude was like riding it through a fiery pit, but maybe it was a different scene. Who knows? Like you'll never do the stuff in the trailer successfully. I just I, I sorry. Like, I should take that back. There are people who can. I will never do the stuff in the trailer successfully. <laughs> Elden Ring. So, how are you doing in Elden Ring? I I'm I've beaten think- two of the of the story bosses now. That's good. Oh, good. Um, and the the guidance for the game is now like, okay, go ahead, beat the game. And like, but <laughs> aren't there like five other story bosses I could kill? Oh yeah, you could do that too. Okay, thanks. <laughs> A lot of guidance here. <laughs> Here's a map. Okay. All right, guys. You're real helpful. <sighs> so, yeah, I'm I'm Elden Ringing, and it's fun, and I'm slowly getting better. Um, I've spent a lot of week of the week in frustration um, until I finally sat down and got. Uh, I've been pumping my faith and and just been really disappointed with how that goes. That, and then I uh, finally got to the point where I can, uh, where I picked up some faith-related spells and artifacts and such. Mm-hmm. And yep, the video just showed me something I didn't know about. Now I'm angry. Um, <laughs> I finally picked up some some things that are really good for my build, and so now I have them, and I can throw lightning bolts across the map and kill people, and that's real nice. 
Yeah, that sounds fun. It is. It is very fun. Um, I'm very weak, though. If I take hits, I die, and that sucks, but that's the, the life of a magic user in this game, I guess, so. Glass cannon. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out if I should respec, because I can do that now that I've killed the second story boss, or do I do something else? I don't know. But lots of options. Uh, that's what this is. Options the game. So um, just try things and see what you enjoy. Don't stress out too much. And so that's what I'm trying to do. So now that I have enough power to like beat some things, like the plan is now to spend some time exploring and trying out different things to see what I like. Um, yeah. So. Is we'll it see. fun to explore in the open world in this oh game? Oh my gosh, yes, Josh. Like, that's the best part, is, like, just explore, because uh, you just find things. You're like, oh, what if I make a build around this? That could be cool. And, yeah. Wow, they totally killed the, the thing. That's how you do it. Thank you, video. Yep. You get a big bow, which I'm not a bow character, so I don't know if that matters, but all right. <laughs> Uh, but ride the chariot. That's what we want to find, Kelly. Can we ride the chariot? Chariots, chariots. Getting past the chariot the easy way. (laughs) Oh, so much. Yeah, I don't see riding this chariot, but um, there is another chariot. There's a tiny chariot, like, that's more of a stone head that shoots out fire that you can kill the guy inside of it. And I haven't seen if you can, like, then get in and drive it around at all, because that would be cool. Um, But so far, I don't know. That's what I got for you on Elden Ring. Um, actually, gosh, how many stories could I tell about Elden Ring? Uh, I found a, a room farming, farming spot that involves a falling boulder and dodging it deftly to earn 2,000 runes, and you do that over and over and over again. And Anna really likes to watch me fail at that and get run over by the boulder, Wily Coyote style. And um, <laughs> then, then I die, and she laughs. She's in meetings for work, and she just busts out laughing at me. It's like, thanks, Anna. I had a day off today, and you're ruining it by laughing at my misfortunes. <laughs> but I don't blame her. That's what I would do, too. I mean, I, w- I would laugh, too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so now it's it's kind of a play around, see what I want to do next. Um. There's so much stuff in that game. Like, you can spend time farming and getting all these items and builds and, and, and trying out different things and looking for something that's the thing you need that makes things click for you. Or you could just keep pushing on and, and getting good. And so it's really like play until you're frustrated and then go do something else in the game because there's so much to do. Like, so, I, I, so this uh, is just the biggest Souls game that they've ever made? It's like MMO size. It's insane. Oh, Lord. The map is gigantic and you just keep discovering more of it. Yeah. See, that's the part big. that sounds fun to me. Not so much the dying to Wheat Thresher. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like they'll never do it, but I I still feel like Souls games should have a baby mode. They should. Because if, if the fun is exploration, let people just explore, you know? The yeah. exploration and trying to slowly figure out what the story is. Yeah. But no, it, it does seem like you're meant to just suffer through that until New Game Plus and then be overpowered for a New Game Plus run. Then you can explore all the things. Whatever. That's it is what it is, so take it or leave it. It's still just a Souls game, so if you're looking for a Souls game, it's a good Souls game, but if you don't oh jive with Souls games, it's still not for you. Uh it, yeah, I mean unless the fact that it's open world and you can go bang your head on something else for a while is just what you needed. 
rather mm. than I'm stuck on this progression. Yeah. Because in a regular Souls game, like you can go back and farm older enemies, but as far as finding new things to do and challenge yourself on, if you're stuck, you're stuck. <laughs> that, and that definitely does help. I mean, I guess it's not completely true. There were many places in the old Souls games where you have branching paths, right? So it's just so much more open here because Mm -hmm. it's not paths. It's just straight up like, okay, turn left then. Okay. Okay, go to the right then. Just go east. There's whole new lands to explore. (laughs) By the way, there's multiple levels of the map. Multiple levels? Yeah, there's an underground level of the map. Of like the whole map. Oh, the entire thing? Good lord. Feels like it. I don't think it's actually everything, but yeah. There's there's a whole underground thing going on. Woo! (laughs) You'll never finish. I'll never finish. I will get bored of it before I finish it, I bet. I'm already 40-something hours. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. It is just sucked you. Well, I mean, you could just go and do the final boss. I mean, I've been playing 14 like that, though, so. Yeah. It's just just replacing that. And I'm not done with 14. I was making story progress in Endwalker even last night in 14, so I'm continuing. I'm making poking through. You know, uh, maybe when this game becomes like $20 or something or, you know, gets a price cut, I might check it out. Because yeah. um, right now there's just too much stuff to get into. Mm-hmm. And you're still not playing any of that stuff. You're still playing other stuff, aren't you, Kelly? Yeah, I, I was in a weird rut this week, just waiting for Triangle Strategy. Um, actually, a game that I briefly played that I want to talk about that I forgot to write down was um, Aperture Desk Job. Oh, you play that? Cool. Yeah, it, it's basically a tech demo for the Steam Deck. Yeah. But um, it, it you you can get through it in like an hour, and you don't have to have a Steam Deck to play it. You can just um, have a controller. But it's kind of a cute little slice of Portal um, humor. Yeah. Um, inc- including the fact that Cave Johnson makes a return. Um, you know, J.K. Simmons, who is Portal's best character. And it's one of those games that, you know, you play through it in an hour and then you play through it again because you want to go back and see if you can spot any Easter eggs or jokes. Um, Like one of the uh, jokes at the very beginning of the game that made me crack up was um, it showing a classroom through a classroom full of robots. And on the screen is one of those captures that's like find all the planes. Mm hmm. And it's one of those blinking you miss it kind of jokes, but when you see jokes like that in a game like that, it just it makes it all the more funny. And you know, there's also a couple of running jokes and a, a couple of portal Easter eggs and stuff in that game. So it's it's free. It'll take an hour of your time, and if you're a huge portal fan, you'll have a smile on your face because you know it's got that style of humor. And then you'll finish it and be be mad that. Valve hasn't made a portal game in a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Is that one of those where all the people who made it have left Valve? I, I think in so. One of those situations. Yeah. Yeah. So um that then I got back into Arceus because, you know, I I said that I'm done with that game and then they release an update for it and it's like, well, great. I've got to check this out. They made a and, liar out of you. Yeah, and the update adds massive mass outbreaks to the game, which so 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 mass outbreaks in Pokemon Arceus are where you find a spot on the map, 
and a whole bunch of the same Pokemon spawn. And the idea is that you farm that, you you know, keep reloading the save and farm that spot and see if you can get a shiny to pop. Well, they, they took this and cranked it up to 11 because mass mass outbreaks are like the entire map has different spawn points with different Pokemon that you can um, go in and see if you can find shinies or you can also find alpha versions of Pokemon. Pokemon, to which alpha versions are like huge models of the Pokemon that have different movesets and huh. stuff. So I got sucked into playing that because I I decided that I wanted to go shiny farming because one of, one of the things about these match outbreaks is that if you finish the game, um, your, your chances of getting a shiny are just go from like 1 in 10,000 to like 1 in 300 which is actually pretty good odds um, and and yeah it is very good odds because you know I've gone to my entire Pokemon life only ever finding two shinies out in the wild between several different games and I think I found like four shinies in this game alone oh my goodness yeah um and, you know, there's all kinds of videos and stuff about manipulating the RNG and um, kind of figuring out the uh, the odds and spawn rates and stuff like that. And to, to be honest to me, it was just kind of fun going from spawn point to spawn point and just seeing if there was any shinies available. And th there was one that was just kind of off the beaten path, and it was a shiny Psyduck that was blue that, like, if I would have blinked, I would have missed it. Um so I, it's like I want to play more of that just to go shiny hunting, but then triangle strategy comes out, and I you know I got home really late last night because uh, Batman was such a long movie, <laughs> and I was like I'm gonna play Picross for a little bit, and oh it's already two in the morning, and triangle strategy is one of those games to where no i have to set aside time and pay attention because like you said josh the, the story is heavy in yeah. that game and you know i want to make sure that i'm getting all of it and you said that it just it goes full throttle after you get past the demo part yeah i kind of figured that like yeah i started playing i'm up through chapter five now so i'm a couple of chapters past where the demo let let you uh, or cut you off yeah. And I, I kind of figured they were going to do that with the demo. You know, the way they lit up, I'm like, oh, I bet you stuff starts. Yeah, it, like, of course, stuff mm -hmm. starts happening immediately in Chapter 4. So stuff stuff is going down. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. So I, I've been in a gaming wall all week waiting for that game to come out. And I play a little more Final Fantasy uh, 6. I got past the opera scene and was just kind of got the airship and was just kind of running around in the... Um, world uh you know going and finding different magicite and stuff i don't know how i feel about the opera scene with the vocals because while the music the updated music is very good because i'm so used to the old version with the muted vocals it's kind of jarring yeah. in that scene but it's still beautiful it just yeah. if if you see the old version it sounds weird <laughs> but if you don't have that that already stuck in your head it, it's really good otherwise yeah yeah i'm sure that if you're playing this game for the first time and hear that opera you're gonna be like oh this is lovely um and and even though i 
the way they redid the opera, I failed it the first time because there was a button prompt that I hit right away and didn't realize that you were supposed to wait until you got to a point. You know, it's, it's the point where you throw the flowers off the balcony. And I hit the button thinking, oh, well, if I hit the button, she'll go and throw the flowers off the balcony. No, she chucks the flowers right there, and I had to redo the whole scene. And I, I was very frustrated. Like, this is the only time in the history – 30 years of playing this game that I've ever failed the opera. Thanks, thanks Square, and your crappy mobile controls. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, I... You're got on mobile. You can't press good. <laughs> now the time will run out fast. <laughs> uh, why is there no controller support square why come on we have no look- controls because we are just trolls <laughs> i don't know <laughs> now give us 80 dollars on the switch uh, oh i'm here to complain about wanting to give square money because in my um 3DS hacking Picross Haze, I discovered a Final Fantasy Picross game that never released in the United States. What? Yeah. It's called Pictologia Final Fantasy, and it is a Jupiter-developed Picross game, which means, you know, it's the good Picross game. Oh, company. that's on mobile. Yeah, it, it was on mobile, and there was oh, also... A, a, yeah. It was also a... Uh, free 3ds port free in air quotes because you had to wait to unlock areas and once i got to wait having to wait 24 hours it's like okay i'm gonna go find a hex file editor just edit my save file because i am not waiting for this crap but but first off let me tell you about the the hoops i had to go through just to install an english translation Mm-hmm. Because, you know, most English patches in a game, you can just apply a patch and it's good to go. Yeah. This one, I had to find a program that would decompile the code and then put code into the game files and then recompile it and put it back on my 3DS. <laughs> so you're just hacking this thing yourself, basically. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hacking it, but, you know, people smarter than me have already figured this stuff out. I'm just following the tutorials. <laughs> the problem is that it took me an entire day of hacking and failed attempts to find a tutorial that actually worked. <laughs> uh, be, because, you know, the, the person that did the English patch doesn't know English very well anyway, so could, they didn't write up a tutorial. And the posts that I could find on Reddit were just vague. And yeah, it took a lot of Google food to find a decent tutorial to to even get the English patch to work. Because I thought I'd be able to kind of cut through it in Japanese, but no, there is a battle element to this game. Oh, geez. So so you can't just like plow plow through without knowing what's going on. Yeah, because, you know, a normal Japanese Picross game, I could play without any knowing any Japanese because it's Picross. But the battle element, as, as Chris is watching on screen, you have a five by five grid and as you complete lines the characters um and attack based on which line they're in and you've got different stances that you go into 
to where if you're in power stance, you do more damage, but you also take more damage. Um, if you're in prayer stance, you uh, heal every turn. If you're in defensive stance, you don't do as much damage. You uh, you don't do as much damage, but you also don't take as much damage either. And that part of the game is addicting as hell. <laughs> <laughs> And it is super fun. And and that part of the game is kind of a puzzle itself because some of these boss fights get really tough. So it's like, okay, I need to be in defensive stance in this turn. Otherwise, I'm going to just get leveled. And, you know, Square, because I know Square Enix listens to this, all the free-to-play crap that you put out on the iOS store, and you never brought this game over. Why? Because I would have given you money for this game. And some my tinfoil hat theory is that because Jupiter is kind of a second party um, company that works with Nintendo, there must have been some sort of licensing thing, which is why they couldn't have brought this over. Entirely possible. Or they just decide like, nah, we're, we probably won't make as much enough from the West on a, on a free apply. <laughs> That's possible, too. On a free-to-play Picross game, where if you just wait, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure, but because there's like 30 areas in the game, and I only got to area six, and was already having to wait 24 hours for the area to open up. Oof, oof. So, I they, mean... They, if, they, they gotta make people pay. They gotta get those yeah. whales, man. I mean, I, I guess if you're patient enough, you could have waited to unlock all the areas, but luckily the 3DS version, you could just go into a hex editor and um, you know, switch some values and you can unlock everything. The only problem is I did that way too late and I lost all my progress, so I'm having to start the game up again. Oh. Which, but, which, I mean, it's annoying because I was like on Area 6, but it's not that big of a deal. Um, but I, I am very, very addicted to this game and that I'll be like, oh, well, I'll just do one puzzle and it's two in the morning. Ah. <laughs> uh. But it's got, it's is this still not on the app store? Can you not just download this now from the Japanese think, app store? Oh, that's I, not as easy you, on Google, is it? No, it's actually it's easier on Google mm. because you could just download APAC files and oh, right. install it. Um, the reason why I did the 3DS version is because of the uh, English translation. Okay. I don't know if the uh, Japan or if the mobile version. Yeah, it looks like the mobile version doesn't have a translation. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Um. Because that's the other problem. This game shut down in like 2019. It did shut down. Okay. So never mind. Um, but if if you're curious about it, you could either go go through the regular removal of a hack 3ds like I did, or you could just download um the A pack if you're on Android. I don't know how iPhone users deal with dead games. They they, they usually just die. Ah. Uh, <laughs> see that that's interesting because. <laughs> For some dumb reason, all of the old Angry Birds games aren't on the Google Store anymore, mm-hmm. and I had to download Apex of those. Which why Google or why Rovia would take down all the old Angry Birds? They is don't want to keep but porting them forward. I, I guess. Why did Angry Birds get removed? They were taken off in 2019 due to the challenges of consistently having to update new versions of games with a fast pace and continuous development of mobile technology. Um, so, so also, have... the other thing is, is you keep mo- putting out new ones, Kelly, that to keep all of them updated is a lot more work. So 
it does make sense to you know eventually drop the old ones or not I, have new ones but i i guess so it just sorry uh i mean it's, once you can play reloaded they they just put out the new the first one again right it's reloaded is that just the old one but i don't graphics? know it's it's new characters <laughs> new worlds classic gameplay i don't know what there's it's just it's it's angry birds you throw birds at pigs I mean, you know, sometimes that's all I want in a game is yep. to just huck birds at pigs. The tagline is like. a blast from the past. So I'm thinking it's just basic Angry Birds gameplay, but, you know, a modern app so you can play it now. So if that's what you're missing, you should be good to go. You can also play Angry Birds 2. Apparently that's still out. As is I, Angry I, Birds I, Friends. Oh, God, there's too many, Kelly. I never liked Angry Birds 2 because that one had, like, gotcha bullshit oh right so that's probably the other reason they got rid of the old one yeah that is a single purchase game um see, see on, on android it was free you just paid to remove the ads yeah <sighs> which which i did because i wanted to support them at the, that, that that was back before that got greedy and made a billion ten, different spinoffs 10 angry birds games out right now journey reloaded dream big two Match, Friends, Evolution, Birds Blast, uh, Pop, and Transformers. Who no, owns Revio now? Is that is that one of Activision's own. properties? Or am I, I honestly don't know. It might be their own. Sorry, we got done this tangent. <laughs> Slow news week. Yeah, yeah I don't kinda. know. Yeah, sorry. It looks like eh. just Rovio is Rovio. Okay. It doesn't matter too much. I actually have the uh, 3DS version. I I bought the 3DS versions of that for like a song on eBay, and I, those versions play just as good as the mobile versions. And I can keep my progress because that that's the problem. I've had so many phones at this point. I've lost so much progress that I just wanted one that it could be more permanent. <laughs> um, but but yeah, if you have a Google. If you have a Google phone or an Android, you have no problem downloading old stuff. Not so much with um, iPhone, but yeah, um, that, that's all I played this week. I just I needed to rant about the Final Fantasy Picross game because I, I love the crap out of this game. And, and it makes me sad that I kind of had to pirate it just to be able to play it in the U.S. Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> Because I would have happily paid square money for this, um, if, even with the free-to-play BS. Um, so yeah, I, I'll I'll probably be more interesting next week when um, I could dive more into triangle strategy. Because yeah, I'm 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 wanting someone to talk about it with. <laughs> yeah, did did you get very far last night, Josh? Well, like I said, just a couple of chapters further in. So I haven't made it to like any other. I, I know like every few chapters, apparently there are like, you know, big choices that you have to make. Mm-hmm. And I've read I've been like poking around to see what the heck happens, but trying not to spoil myself. So I know there's like a roughly 20 chapters in the game. Mm-hmm. But that that depends on exactly the choices you make, because, you know, like. There are, there are, you know, like big choices late in the game that kind of determine like which one of the different endings you get. So the uh, the, the length of the game can vary depending on exactly which, which, you know, like what choices you make along the way. So I don't know yet, like 
I wonder, I'm assuming like you might could get locked. I wonder if it's going to be like Tactics Ogre where you could kind of get locked out and only be able to make certain choices as the, you know, as the further you got. I remember Tactics Ogre was like that, you know, you'd be stuck on, you know, either the law or the chaos route. And, you know, like if you're way down on that route, like you could, it's possible to make a choice maybe to get back to neutral ending, but it wasn't possible to go, you know, like all the way of all the way to one of the other endings. Uh, yeah. It, it's oh go ahead no i i had put so many hours into tactics ogre that by the time i was done i was like okay i'm i am ready to be done with this i'm not doing the other paths even though i really want to yeah that's one i really do want to go back to because like at least the remake on psp like it had that whole layout where you could see all the different choices that you you know all the different places where it branched and you could even just like load back into the saves and be like okay i want to i want to go back to this choice and make a different one and see where that one takes me (laughs) they did such a good job on that remake i game. That game is so good it is it's so good i I wish see that's what i want i want final fantasy tactics tactics to get a remake that is as good as the tactics ogre remake that we got on bsb um supposedly there's a rumor that it's coming yeah um by the same rumor mill that uh uh, predicted um chrono cross well i mean it's one of those games that like surely they're gonna do at some point but you know it'll just be another quick port you think so yeah you know, you don't think they're even going to do like HD 2D kind of no. kind of take they'll on do it? Like Chrono Cross, and that's it. Oh, that's sad, Chris. I'm sorry. Do you know how? I... I mean, unless this is the beginning of a 15-year fan campaign to redo the game, <laughs> in which case, at the end of that, yeah, they might do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just speaking from experience here. Just speaking from experience. Just, that's true. You know, you got to be a bummer, man. Bum me out. But like, no, like I, I, man, I really dig triangle strategy. That is so good. There's so much depth to the combat. The care, the enemies seem to do a really good job of like taking advantage. You know, like it has. I think we talked about it when we were talking about the demo. Like the idea of positioning really mattering. Like both, you know, both elevation mattering doing back attacks where you get crits. Um, it does that thing like in, uh, like, I mean, Disgaea does that. If you have an, one of your own characters on the opposite side from an enemy, like they get in an extra attack when you attack. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like setting up your characters and moving them around. But then, you know, like as I get further into the game, the enemies will do that too. And I've, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had... You know, like one of the maps I just played, I'm like, oh crap, my main character almost died because I wasn't really paying attention. And like the enemies just kind of like surrounded him and whacked him from every different side and <laughs> hit him with poison. And so, so you, you, there's all kinds of status effects that work, you know, like you can use that against enemies, but you don't want to get too confident in those. Like mm. I was using, I was. I do that a lot, and I've been do, using that as a strategy. It's just like, okay, there's a bunch of archers on this stage. I'm going to take my archer, and I'm going to hit them with his blind status effect so that they miss. Well, apparently that works really well, except apparently when the archer is behind your, you know, like if you position your enemy, if you position your character with their back to an archer, apparently that also gives you like a huge, like it must give the archer like a huge, um, 
accuracy bonus when they're attacking from behind because like that's that's the one time I've had these blinded archers still be able to hit my enemies, <laughs> hit my characters. You know, they're coming from behind. And I'm like, oh, crap, that, that, oh, okay, I can't do that. <laughs> All the little stuff in this game is just, it's great. I'm getting one of the, I just got one of the characters who now has the ability to, like, totally manipulate the turn order. And there's so much depth even to that in terms of the turn order. Because unlike a lot of strategy RPGs, um, a, a lot of strategy RPGs have it where, you know, you have the movement choice and then you have the attack, right? And so you have that choice like, okay, I'm going to move my character from point A to point B and then attack. And then that's it. That's your turn. And if you want to, if you're already right next to an enemy, your choice is usually just like, okay, well, I can attack. But when I do that, most of the time I won't be able to move. This one, those are two separate portions so you can attack and then move your character away you know so if you've got a mage that is close enough to attack some enemies but you want to move them to the rear you can do that you know mm-hmm. seeing so set up oh, those kind of i know and then it also plays into the turn order as well like it's telling you know like i, I was playing that the other night and i think it's right after the tutorial it tells you like actually every time you don't make an action it improves your place in the turn order so and both portions of the turn play into that so if you you can move a character but then if you don't do an attack like they get a slight like 10 percent bonus and where they end up in the turn order for next time and if you just don't move them at all and don't do any attack they get a big bonus in terms of the turn order so you can kind of like okay this character can't really you know like i can't get them to anywhere i can't attack anyone i'm just gonna leave them sitting there so they get this boost in the turn order so they come up quicker next time and they're you know like you're manipulating both where the characters are but also where they're coming up in the turn order is always part of what you're like thinking about it's odd i love all the little little depth of strategy to it it's fantastic have you gotten into any spots where um the terrain you can alter the terrain too because that's what i'm excited about the most in this game is the idea of you know lighting a, a field on fire yeah, the map I just did in the chapter, like there were we were storming a castle and there were lots of wooden barricades out front and you could take your uh, your flame mages and light those things on fire. And then anytime you light something on fire, like if you pass through it or the enemies pass through it, it does damage to anyone that passes through the fire and does damage to anyone who ends a turn on the fire. So you can like use that. So the barricades are like blocking your way for the most obvious path on this map. So you want to like take them down, but then you could also just like, once there's rubble there, you could just also light it on fire after the fact. And then you've got this, you know, you can use that and like stick my character up next to the fire and stick their back to the fire so the enemies can't do back attacks on me. Mm, That's cool. (laughs) There's all that stuff. And then like, you can still, if the enemies start doing that, you can use your uh, your ice mage or, you know, to, like, put the fires out if you need to. Um, there's, like, my ice mage just got the ability to set up, like, walls of ice. So you can do these, like, little walls of, like, three ice things to, per, you know, to basically just create an impediment to anyone walking towards you. Like, there's so much depth to the strategy in this game. It's so much fun. 
cannot wait to play it later on tonight. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll get some. We'll get is some. Is there permanent death week. in this game? No. no, there is no permanent. Really? Death. I, no I was. I was joking with Josh about that this morning. It's like, hey, what will they make the permadeath uh, update? <laughs> the the only thing there is is like some of the maps like that will become like a uh, a victory condition. It'll be like, oh, you can't let this character die. Mm-hmm. In the, you know that that will be a loss condition. Okay. But otherwise, like all the other characters can die and. They just come back the next time, so there's no permadeath. No, you don't have to worry about that. There, there is story permadeath, however, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Well. So, how hard is it to keep all your options open? Because I see lots of dialogue choices where you may not have them all. Uh the dialogue. What What happens is every so often in the game, it, it's basically been like once a chapter. They give you this free roam mode. Mm-hmm. where you can just wander around. It's essentially like one of the maps and there'll just be a bunch of NPCs and some of your own party members that you can talk to. And by going around and talking to the different NPCs and characters, you'll pick up information that, you know, like they'll tell you a bit of lore about something and they'll like every once in a while, you'll just get a little fit trigger in the side of the screen. Like, Oh, now you know more about you know, the Ast Frosty, you know, empire. And every I'm so sorry, often, it is not Ast Frost. It is. A-S-T. It's got to be Iced Frost. No. Iced Frost? Yeah, A-I-A-E-S would be Ice. No? A-S-T. Oh. <laughs> All right. Ast Frost empire. Got it. The, the, the names of this Ooh. game, Chris, are not, you know, like not the best, but, All you right, know. So you, you get the little dings from the conversations and that's what unlocks things for convincing people? Uh-huh, yeah, because every so often you don't get to just directly make choices about whether we're going to do A or B. Your party members vote. And then what you want to what you end up having to do is you get to go and talk to them. And if you've done these little sections where you've picked up all this knowledge, you unlock ways that you'll be able to persuade them to whichever thing you want them to do. So the first choice is basically split is basically designed. So it's your party member is split 50, 50 and you'll just be able to, you know, like pick whichever one you want to do. You don't even need to, to, <laughs> to really be able to you know, convince anyone. But uh, I remember in the first demo later on, like you'll have ones where everybody is set on going one way. So if you want to go the other option, like you're going to need to have picked up all these little things and, you know, all these little nuggets so that you can actually shift the, uh, the, the course of the story in the way you want it to go. It's, it's a weird and different way of doing it. It does give you endings. Are there going to be, I don't know. I know there are multiple endings. I didn't like look up exactly how many there are. Oh, and that's the other thing too, Chris, is that unlike other strategy RPGs for the most part, in this one you can wander around towns and uh, find hidden stuff as well as talk to people. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like anytime you want to, you can kind of go to this, uh, what what did they call encampment? Yeah, where yeah. you can go and buy stuff or do uh, like little extra uh, battles. The the only real gripe I've got in the game is like you know they at the in the middle of every single chapter they dump you out onto the main map screen which shows you the overworld 
and they'll often be like the next little story stuff, next main story quest, but then there'll be like side quests and character quests. And the, the one thing I find annoying is that there's no way to just like toggle between the available ones. So every single time it's like, I got to zoom out the map and yeah. make sure like there's nothing. Is there anything else I'm supposed to be doing? Cause the game told me early on, I can miss this stuff. Um, and then, you know, like if there's a, you know, like a little side story off on the side, like you actually have to drag the cursor over there and click on it. I have no clue why they didn't just make a way, you know, like make the trigger button just, you know, toggle between the available ones. Like, can I make that easy for me, game? Or, you know, give you a list. Yeah, that'd be nice. It'd be nice. Yeah, well. Um. Another thing that I appreciate about this game is that, you know, the way we're talking about it, it sounds so complicated, but you don't have to manage equipment. It's just a skill tree. Yeah. I mean, you have you can equip accessories for like bonuses and stuff. But as far as like weapons and armor and stuff, it's just level up the skill tree and you're going to get stronger. And I didn't realize just how how awesome that was going to be because in final fantasy tactics, that's one of the hardest bits is trying to manage equipment for like 20 different characters. Yeah. You're also, the other thing about the game is like, it's giving you uh, what I think they call them kudos for like Mm -hmm. actually playing the game. Well, so like every time you get a back strike on someone, you get a little kudo for it. Um, (laughs) Every time you, you know, use one of your mages and hit three or four different enemies at the same time, you get a kudo for it. And those all accumulate up. And then you're able to kind of like spend them separately to buy, buy different things. <laughs> you know, like there's so much depth to that. And I think there's going to be class changes later on as well in the game. Like, I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but it looks like that's part of it as well. Yeah. It looks like you've got to get a medal for the class changes, mm-hmm. which I, I wonder if that that finding those medals are going to be easy or difficult because weren't the ones in um, Fire Emblem kind of hard to find? Yes, they have been in some of the earlier games. They were really hard to come by to get the class change medals. It it, it, it everything about the game is good. Like um, the the map I just did last just did this morning um, is the first one. I think it was the first one that had like enemy reinforcements. But it did a like it told you up front, like if you did the uh, mission overview, it's like, OK, there's going to be enemy reinforcements on this map. They are going to come from these places. <laughs> like, so, it, so it isn't like Fire Emblem more surprise. Oh, God. Old Fire Emblem games where they're coming out on turn 10 out here, no matter what, even if you're, you know, like rolling across the map. <laughs> and cruising like nope turn 10 they're popping out right in your rear and gonna kill your uh kill your mage and your archer and you're gonna have to start over because you didn't have any clue that that was gonna happen yeah that was a uh game boy advance chucking moment many times that 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 that's only in the last handful of releases that they finally kind of quit doing that i remember they were still doing that on the on the gamecube and the wii um, I, I've also found that the battle music is very annoyingly catchy too. Because um, playing playing the mock battles before we went to the movies, I was like, "God, that battle music is in my head. It won't leave." Ah, did you see uh, Alex's contribution, Josh? 
Yes, I conversation? see. He, he says that the left and right directional button makes it snap to any available side event. I'll have to see. It didn't tell me that. I'll no. have to do that. You've got to try it. <laughs> I Well, I clicked on all the, you know, like the, Josh, the triggers. your convictions kind of were not strong enough is what you're learning. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously not. So triangle strategy, very good. Still playing a little bit of Horizon too. Um, I made triangle it to... strategy, and it's not on the system that has a triangle button. What's up with that? <laughs> I'm still amazed that they kept the name Triangle Strategy. Uh, the, me too. If, if I had one complaint, it's like that name is dumb. Yes. <laughs> Name's dumb. I don't like it. Yeah. Well. Everything in the game is kind of like basically named, you know, it's the salt iron war, you know? Yeah. Cause it, cause we fought it over salt and iron. I'm like, Oh yeah. All right. Okay. Sure. Let's go. Do I have to pick one? Uh, you know what? Never mind. This is all stories. Yeah, pick Spoiler one what? stuff. Like it's, you know, in these games where like each path is distinct. Yeah. There's usually something to hate about all three. Like, mm-hmm. can I not pick another route that it's like, screw you all? I'm starting Project Square strategy. I, I yeah, see, <laughs> I don't know about that yet. That's that's the other thing about all your when when you have these sections that are in the towns, like you'll be able to talk to some of your party members, and you know, like they'll actually be highlighted, like, oh, kind of like, hey, I I really need to go and talk to this person. And you'll always have these dialogue options, but the dialogue options are very vague. Mm-hmm. You know, like most of the time when you have a morality system, it's usually very upfront, like good, evil, neutral, or, you know, law, chaos, neutral. And you can very easily tell like, okay, which one does what? Whereas this time, like all you have these dialogue options and it tells you it's, it's doing something with them. You know, every time you make a choice, it, it, it strengthens your conviction. So obviously it's playing into its calculation of what endings you're getting and it tells you that like that's going to play a role on what characters you're going to be able to recruit later on in the game but all of the choices are all kind of like there is no just like oh this is obviously the good choice this is the evil choice or this is the law and the chaos choice all the choices are kind of like like some of them are more like okay I can make my main character kind of optimistic or I can make him kind of cynical (laughs) Like the choices might be like that. Like they're more like shades and gradations rather than very obvious. And so, so long as you're not freaked out about trying to get a specific ending, which I don't even, you know, like I haven't dug to see what the heck the different endings are. Like it makes it, it makes it at least that I'm not consciously thinking about like, oh, I'm going to pick the good choices all the way through so I get the good guy ending or, oh, I'm going to pick all the evil choices or the, the chaos choices so I want to see that ending. It 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 takes away that sort of gaminess that sometimes you get with those really binary uh, morality systems. And, and I don't know about you, but I hate it when games make it way too obvious. Yeah, yeah, like uh, some of the earlier Bioware ones where it's yeah. just, you know, <laughs> the, the I mean, like KOTOR would actively punish you if you tried to do anything other than really good or really evil. Uh, uh, Sam calls it save the baby, eat the baby. Yes. <laughs> there is um, the uh, there is a new game plus. Yes. 
Oh, it's it's very much set up with the idea that you'll play this more than once, like very much like, you know, Three Houses was the idea that you'll play it over again, make different choices and see more of the story. Yeah, it sounds like the first several chapters are all the same for everyone and then things split. Mm hmm. Which it would be cool. Say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. Hopefully I thought to make a save point before like the first choice, but I don't know if I did that or not with the demo. But at least that was that was also like completely seamless. Like as soon as I booted up the game, it was just like, hey, we see you've got all these save points from your uh, from the demo. Like, you want to use these? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Sure. <laughs> so my, my other question, you, I wonder why they didn't just make this the Final Fantasy Tactics game. Because that um, brings baggage of expectations. Yeah, I guess. It's just it's it, tactics in pretty much every way but name. Yeah, it, it certainly is in look and feel and gameplay. Well, I and mean, also like if a, none of the people were involved who were involved with tactics are there anymore, um, it's probably seen as more respectful to make your own thing than to just I, sit I on guess. Your title. Although, when, when does that stop Square from slapping Final Fantasy on stuff? Listen, that's yeah. That's a, that's an exception because that's the the franchise that. Listen, they haven't established tactics as being a continuing series of disparate stories that are unrelated. If anything, they've tried to say that they're all connected somehow <laughs> and, are all, and are all part of Mitsuda's world. Um, and, and yeah, deal with it. Oh, you're saying that they would have had to make it an Evil East game. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think if they made another tactics, it would be tied to Evilis or Evil East, whatever we're calling it. Um, right or wrong, I think that's what they would do. Okay, no, no, that that's a that's a perfectly acceptable answer. I I can understand that aspect of it. I I forgot about the whole Evilist angle. And then there's the better version of the Evilist story, which is the one that's in Final Fantasy fourteen that does a better job of explaining things, which is so weird. Uh, <laughs> but Matsuda has come out and said that's not my Evilist. Just so you're aware. <laughs> Just want you to know it's not my Evilus. Okay. Fine. <laughs> but uh, the but fact I that you had to clarify that is weird, but all right. Cool. <laughs> so with that context in mind, I feel like there's some ownership that Square's not gonna want to step on if they make a new tactics. Yeah, that's possible. But I also I want to ride chocobos. I want red chocobos. I want to recruit red chocobos and have them bomb the battlefield. Come on. What are we doing here? That's why it's gotta be tactics. Oh, that's true. There's no no chocobos, so it can't yeah. be. So I yeah. What what's more important? Is it that you have chocobos that you ride into battle, or is it that it's set in Evilus Square? Pick one. Probably the chocobos. Or you know, having a character said, "I had a good feeling." Is that some? This is the way. <laughs> no, this is the way is a Mandalorian thing now. Oh, that's true. This is the way. The way. Um, this is the way we get into feedback. How's yeah. that for a segue? <laughs> so we didn't get much feedback this week, partially because uh, Chris forgot to post the show until Wednesday. I because got it all right. done. I just forgot to put it up. Oops. <laughs> Elden Ring is so good, Chris forgot. Yeah. So we asked, is there an art style in games that doesn't jive with you? Well, tell us why and give us examples. And our only answer was from Tam the anime man 
Um, I'm not a big fan of early cell shaded games. I have issues with depth, depth perception. And so when I look at early cell shaded games with how flat things are, it throws off my perceptions of the game world. Or when games too, go too hard on the style and try and end up overusing it heavily for heavily detailed models. The first example being the flatness in Wild Arms 3, and the second one was a Capcom beat-em-up called Crimson Tear. Hmm. Yeah, for me, for whatever reason, like Western fantasy has just never clicked with me. Like from an art, from an artistic standpoint, from a story standpoint, it's just never. I don't know, just doesn't interest me. Um, for me, it was that weird art style that they tried in Dragon's Crown. Hmm. Well, yeah, that that can be a very take it or leave yeah. sort of thing, isn't it? Well, it's like it's vanilla very wear. over the top. Vanillaware has such good art in all their all their games except for that one. And I get that they were trying to go for uh, Frank Frenzetta, I think that's his damn look, to kind of make it look a little bit more Western fantasy D&D mm. kind of stuff, but it did not work. <laughs> no, I, I still play the, the, the Big Boob Witch Chick in that game just because I could. <laughs> All of her animations are hilarious. Hey, hey, everyone in that game was over the top. It was not just the ladies in that game. Everyone was ridiculously over the top in that game, in fairness to the <laughs> in fairness to the devs. Oh, her, that chick's running animation was something of beauty and weirdness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was something to see. Um, I'm not sure what our question of the week is going to be this week. It might come up naturally in the news, which I'm starting right now. The Ascent is arriving on PS4 and PS5 in March. What is The Ascent? It is a action isometric sci-fi action RPG that was originally released for the PC and Xbox. Uh, now it's on PlayStation. Yes. Yeah, I, like, mean, uh, I don't know. Diablo-like, I think. Okay. <clears throat> oh, The Ascent. Yes, Diablo-like. Yes. You know, in hindsight, I probably should have moved this one down to releases, but mm, I fine. don't know why I didn't. We'll live. Because um, the, the the big news story is here right now. We're getting a new Pokemon! Woohoo! <laughs> they are cranking them out, boy. Pokemon is a yearly franchise, and now I think, like, double yearly, whatever that's yeah, called. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, well, well we already got Arceus this year. So. Yeah. So th- they are heavily hinting that it's going to be open world. But uh, I didn't think like they were Arceus. hinting. I thought they just said multiple times, it's open world. Yeah, you know, they might, because I didn't watch the whole uh presentation i i slept really late last week so when i woke up and saw like Sc- scarlet and violet and i was like wait what oh they're going back with colors this time around and then i saw a picture of the starters and about lost my mind the the starters are super cute this time they've got the super cute cat and the super cute duck and that weird crocodile thing yeah that that's definitely second tier of this <laughs> so we've got Spagatio, Fuecoco, Mom's and Spagatio. Quaxley. Quaxley! Um, he's got a hairdo, and he's a duck. I think this one is supposed to take place in a Spanish-type environment. Yeah, I think it's supposed people to be Iberian Peninsula. That's what people yeah. are saying. 
Um, but but the starters are basically Weed Cat, uh, Among Us Bean, and Donald Duck. Oh. All the internet is just Donald Duck and and the Duck Starter. <laughs> but yeah, I am obsessed with Spagatio already, and then people pointed out that it's like it's Weed Cat because his face looks like a pot leaf, and it's like. I see that, and I'm when this game comes out, I'm naming my weed cat Mary Jane. <laughs> and people are also like, please keep all of these uh, quadrupedal, please. Oh, no, wait, no. Yeah. Keep the weed cat quadrupedal. No, they want to, well, yeah, and the duck, just don't make them all muscle men by the time oh. that the game's over. You didn't like Incineroar? No. I do not. No. It has creeped me out. That my Why big cuddly only... cat can now pick me up and take me lifting. <laughs> Did you people not like the bipedal Pokemon because the furries ruined them? I don't, I don't, I don't know that we want to get into that, but probably. <laughs> um, Gideon, you uh, have to rule... think about it. We don't want to do that. Because <laughs> Chris, Rule Thirty Four acted pretty quick on these. There's so many. <laughs> bad things I've seen. So many. Make it stop. Ellie, make it stop. Oh, Tam says furries ruined non-bipedal Pokemon too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I love my weed cat. It's so cute. Now it's going to be like, I'm going to have a butt ton of Litten merchandise and I'm going to have a butt ton of Spurgadio merchandise. (laughs) Don't say butt ton. Chris, I during our uh, Sun and Moon uh, backtrack, I showed Matt, my co-host, the picture of my uh, second monitor, which has all of my Witten toys, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Holy crap, that's a lot of Witten!" Yeah. <laughs> like you have no idea. You should see my Meowth collection. Ah, <laughs> oh, but um. They haven't announced a release date for this just yet. Just um, Nintendo Switch late 2022. Um, um, we we can pretty well assume like late November. Yeah, it's gonna much. be November. It's gonna yeah. be November. Um, they've already said that it's not gonna have the full national decks, and people are already mad about that. Did they say uh, that? I'm pretty sure. Anna said they said that. Okay. Um, the, I've heard the rumors that the, this one might just have the some of the ones that the other games haven't had mm-hmm. so if you have all of them then you can add add your stuff there but you know there's 800 of the pokemons in these games now and i for one am okay with them not having the national decks because it causes me less stress well, as long as I the can internet transfer- has decided they must support all of them all the time for every game because that's their thing uh, that, that's unreasonable if you ask me, but you do you. Um, as long as I can transfer them into home, then I'm okay, because then can I can only... have my national... Oh, yeah. Uh, into home, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to uh, add home support to Arceus and Pro- um, Diamond and Pearl, which I'm surprised they haven't done yet. They still don't have Diamond and Pearl? That seems like... I don't I... think so. Guess guess they're too busy cranking out four games in two years. I I guess so. Um, 
but yeah, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see them have uh, show more Pokemon. I hope they're going to have more regional variants in this game. Um, we need a, a version of Meowth that's a Sphinx, that's a hairless Meowth, because I don't think they've done that yet. <laughs> there you go, a psychic hairless Meowth. But yeah, we shall see. Um, speaking of pocket monsters and digital critters, uh, Bandai Namco provided a Digimon Survive update. It's still alive? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why it's so, called Survive. Hello. So this is going to be a darker game in the Digimon series, according to them. And it's going to be a text adventure style storytelling with tactical combat with about a 7-3 ratio. So was that about the ratio of underwater Ray Romanos? Uh, 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 no, it was probably even more slanted okay, <laughs> to the so story like, than the combat. Nine one. Well, cer- certainly some some parts of it felt like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also going to be uh, free expeditions with a limited number of actions available. So kind of like how. Um, I guess bonding events would probably work in a trails game mm-hmm. where you can uh, spend time with people with the in-game time moving as they move between locations and stuff like that. Um, it, it, it sounds like they're trying to have this be a little bit of Disgaea, or not Disgaea, Persona, a um, little bit of tactics. Everything's got to have Persona these days. Yeah. Oh, and the tactical combat is turn-based and will let players field up to 10 units depending on the battle. So that that's going to be interesting for the Digimon-style gameplay. So, Oh, and uh, there are three story routes available in the first playthrough, Morality, Harmony, and Rage, with a fourth hidden route unlocked after the game is completed once. So those uh, text options are going to be interesting. <laughs> Go, go the rage path. I would like to rage. <laughs> <sighs> go rage, little Digimon. Rage for me. Subtle critical role yeah. joke there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's better I when guess we'll find it. out more mm-hmm. as this game gets talked about and delayed again hey, and again. Guess what else they're talking about for 20 minutes? Uh, Tiny Teens Wonderlands has a 20-minute gameplay preview. Yep. Where that you can go look at on our site via a YouTube window. Um, just uh, sh- showcases the co-op through Mount Craw. Mm-hmm. This I'm game is coming out on March that It looks like a board game. Well, well, there's an overworld, and then there's you know like the board game. The overworld is the board game portion, and then the, you go into certain sections where you actually okay. fight in the the normal Borderlands kind of combat. Right. With Tiny, T- Tiny Tina, you know, narrating the whole thing because huh. she's the DM, of course. Right. That cracks me up that um, Pascal learned that Ash- Ashley Birch is Tiny Tina and um, Fie. No, not Fie in Trails. Uh, Millennium. Millium? Millium, yeah, Millium. And he, he on Backtrack this week, he, he was like, it's it's Ashley Birch and I like her voice and her eyes and but why is she so annoying in those other games? <laughs> like, I <Yep>. don't know. <laughs> well, that's what they hire her to do. Eh, t- Tiny Tina doesn't bother me, <sighs> but 
I'm also weird. So yeah, you can watch that gameplay trailer on our site. Um, the game The Waylanders has its update roadmap shared. This is um, a party-based RPG. And in March, it's getting more missions, um, as well as uh, fixing bugs in the main storyline. And then in April, it's getting um, more fixes and tweaks and then adding new quests. And then in early May, it's going to add improvements to game performance and um, as well as progression. So I've never heard of this game. This is Kickstarter. We have. So. Yeah, it was originally a Kickstarter. I think we've covered it. Yeah. So you can look forward to that. Um, we're going to be looking forward to September. Uh, Trails from Zero finally has a release date. Is this Woo! the best Trails game to start with? Uh, probably not. you can start from there. I would not suggest starting from there. There's a whole guide telling Listen, you where here's you the guide. start. First thing you need to do is learn to speak Japanese. Then you need to move <laughs> to Japan. You need to track down the original uh, Heroes no Kiseki series and play from the very beginning. And not Kiseki, but whatever it is. The, the Legend the of Heroes series. Of... The Legend of Kiseki Heroes. Whatever it's called. You have to find them all. You need to play them from the start. Um, and then you need to fan translate them because that's the true experience is to fan translate these games and then wait seven years and then play them in English again. And then you will have a proper experience that other Trails fans have had. And then you can call yourself a true fan. It's that easy. It is. That's all you got to do. I'm like I'm so excited. Like look look at the look at the uh, art style. It's it's back to the the characters it's, with the the little one. moving Why feet. Why is it so the old time. looking? Is this an old game they're it, just bringing yeah. out? It was it's a PSP old. game. Yeah, right. it's a PSP game. Do we Use care about this one? Where where does this fit in? It falls in between the Sky games and the Cold Steel games. Okay, is it before or after Crossbell the... or is this Crossbell? This is Crossbell. This, this is Crossbell. Okay, I've heard Crossbell. Cross All right. And so this is happening at the same time, roughly, as Cold Steel 1 and 2. All right. And if you don't play this, you'll never understand Cold Steel. So everything you know is wrong <laughs> if you've played Cold Steel. And you need to play this, then replay Cold Steel. Got it. <laughs> yes, weren't got we, it. Weren't we saying Wednesday night that the Crossbell game spoils something in Cold Steel? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're happening at the same time, so they can't help but, like, cross spoil one another. Wait. They're happening at the same... Well, which one came out first? Crossbell did. Okay, so then then that means that Cold Steel spoils Crossbell. Right. Yeah, not the other way around. Because <laughs> you're expected to have played this one first, in theory. Well, well, you were if you were playing it in Japanese. Yeah. They, 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 they did some stuff to try and, you know, like, make it so that some of the stuff that happens in Crossbell isn't talked about that much in cold steel thus they censored it josh come on no they wrote it in a way where it can where it can work to be played you know individually that Mm. that's the idea behind having Mm. the different little uh you know uh setups of these so you have the sky games that you could play through and then you have the crossbow games you could play through and then you have the cold steel games you could play through all right but yes, I would rec- you know, like if you're going Don't to start, start somewhere, <laughs> I would I would play the Sky Games before playing this. What's the next? The... What's the name of the next real one? Uh, Hajimari, so which I forget what they call it. Okay. Trails into Reverie is in that what uh, yeah. the English yeah, title sure. is? Whatever. Wait, which... what was tra- what was Trails from Black? 
Trails from Black. Oh, it sounds like an ACDC album. <laughs> yeah, it does. I must be confusing a name. Never never mind. These There's Trails series. to Azure. Yeah, that's, that's the that's... sequel to Cross to yeah. Zero. Yeah. Trails into Reverie. Why are one and two different than three? Of... No, I don't care. Never mind. I don't care. <laughs> have, have we broken you, Chris? There's Kuro no Kisaki. That would be black. Oh, yeah, Alex that's... says that Reverie is basically an epilogue to Cross Bell and Cold Steel. Correct. So and then Kuro, Kuro no Kisaki is, is, Kuro is the real one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that's why they're releasing the Cross Bell games before doing Reverie. Or you can go oh. back and get the Gosgarve trilogy. Oh, or even like, better, well, let's go don't... play Dragon Slayer, The Legend of Heroes 1 and 2 on the TurboGrafx CD. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I am amused that our article even brought up the uh, shitty PSP trilogy before. I remember when those <sighs> came out and everyone hated them. <laughs> yeah. That, well, the PSP versions of them Except Michael Cunningham. <laughs> Uh, the PSP ports specifically are bad. They were not done by Falcom. Like Namco outsourced them to some third party company in Japan who is not even listed in the credits. <laughs> we don't know who it is. And they changed the battle system to make it work on PSP. And it was not good. <laughs> and then the localization was absolute garbage. And they released them out of order. So Namco did that series wrong. <laughs> it doesn't sound like there's any story crossover either. No, like there's there's some hints that maybe it's kind of in a, you know, sort of related world. But like, no, there's no real story links between them. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. Are, are you getting the Switch version or the PS4 version? Uh, I'm getting Switch. We'll see what that runs like. Hopefully it should be okay. Yeah, I, I did Switch because um, since the original was PSP, I wanted that experience. Yeah, I, uh, I got Switch because I've already played it on PC. So it's like, oh, well, we'll go portable. We'll see if I make it through on portable. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, so Haven just received an update this week. It, Haven is that uh, kind of action RPG about the, the two one. lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the co-op one that's about two lovers. Um, this free update adds alternate versions of the protagonist, you and K, letting oh. uh, players choose all male or all female pairings. And the trailer for this is really cute. And it sold me on the game and I bought it today. <laughs> it's a really good little little game. Yeah. You said it was about 10 hours? It's in that ballpark, yeah. It was like yeah. 10, 12 hours, something like that. A very cute little game. Really yeah, this, liked it. Um, it. It's on all the platforms, but the Switch version right now was on sale for like 15 bucks, and it was like, screw it, I might as well get it at that price. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll probably play this in between other games at some point this year, because it, it just looks really adorable. Mm-hmm. And they like not only did they add character models, but they got like new voice actors for, you know, the different pairings. So you have, uh, you know, like they matched them all up. So they mm-hmm. actually put a lot of work into it. It's really cool. So I, I wonder if the, they have like the exact same lines. Uh, yeah, it looked like at least in the scenes they were showing that the lines were the same. I wonder if they're going to I assume they would tweak it in certain places. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they've got to change the pronouns in some. Spots, yeah, but 
so that's that's awesome that they included that. So you can pick your your coupling of choice. Um, and then we've got uh, Omori, uh, the horror game or the horror RPG has a physical release that was announced through Fan Gamer. Um, th- this is the horror game that doesn't look like a horror game, but yeah, but you, you tell me it is a horror game. So yeah, you look at the trailer, watched... Josh. It looks like it, a horror it, game. It's definitely ominous, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a video essay about this, not knowing that it was going to come out in the U.S. And it, it goes some dark places, and it doesn't look like it's that scary on the uh, on the box. Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you want to buy a physical version of that for the Nintendo Switch or uh, PlayStation 4, you can pre-order it through Omocat and Fangamer for 35 bucks. It's going to come out on June 17th of this year. And then we've got um, Final Fantasy 14 6.1 patch news. Um, what all is in this? Sorry, I, I read this article earlier this morning. It's it's, it's new stuff. So they've got some new main scenario stuff. They start the the new quest line around Tataru, who is an NPC character who's never had a quest line about her. Oh. She's uh like your treasure for your organization, um, aka she gets all the important stuff done behind the scenes that you don't ever want to deal with. So they've also added some tribal quests, which will make sense if you've um played the game. They always have these uh, where you deal with one of the um. Uh, non-player character type groups of people out there in the world that you can go interact with. Um, and they've got a raid and a trial and all that sort of stuff. And it's coming out mid April and they're adding like some hard, hard mode stuff for like um, some, some trials. So that should be fun if you're into like super hard, super the hardest and new cat, bo- cat boy hair- hairstyles for Hrothgar's. So, Oh, Cool. What am I going to get my girl her her Oscars? Not now, apparently. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. And they're adding the first steps of that, um, the uh, play through the original part of the game, A Realm Reborn, with um, NPC parties. So you don't have to queue and play with other people if you don't want to. So looks like you can get through um, most of the the 1 to 50 stuff that matters from what I'm seeing here. Um, so that's a good first start. So if you've been playing through that original stuff, and you don't like queue times and you'd rather play with some NPCs that you can actually level up. So you can do some weird stuff with them, like change your outfits and stuff as you level them. Um, you can start doing that now. Well, not now, April. We'll see. Soon. And, and, and for long time players, for long time players, if you've queued up for the main scenario queue, there's two things that tend to pop. Castrum Meridianum and the Praetorium, which are two 16-person or 8-person really long, yeah, 8-person really, really long dungeons that take anywhere from like 20 to 40 minutes. Um, they have unskippable cutscenes, and the reason they are like that is because people who are playing them for the first time need to see the story stuff that happens throughout these. Well, they are changing them to four-player dungeons. They're completely restructuring them. Gone should be the days where you hate to queue for the main scenario queue 
and you hate having to try and find a queue for the main scenario queue because you just need to do this one thing and nobody wants to queue for it anymore so nobody's able to do it with you and you're stuck until you find a party of eight people in the random queue finder so you're sitting there for 40 minutes as a dps and it sucks so that should be going away as of mid-april um that only really affects the early game um and then it affects the queue forever and ever for the rest of your life in that game because those things keep getting pulled up because they need people to run them all the time so our lives should finally be improved it's a big deal if you've played the game a lot and do the duty roulette and you hate the main scenario roulette so yeah awesome i mean there's there's new players all the time so i'm sure they're probably getting frustrated at that so it's good that they made those changes i wish other games would make changes like that yeah it's just the problem is it took so long yeah and you've still got all these other things that haven't changed like the the hairstyle stuff is is we don't really know what that's like does it still mean you for a lot of the hairstyles you have to respec your character or rebuild your character entirely with a ten dollar item for the hrothgar for example um what about bunny people do they get new hairstyles doesn't look like it that kind of sucks for them but whatever and then finally a a purely self-indulgent story for josh and i um they announced a sequel to fuga melodies of steel well well, they Uh, didn't announce it the ceo of cyberconnect 2 announced that or or stated in an interview that they're going to announce a sequel in july which to me is basically an announcement an announcement of an announcement and the content will be quite shocking (laughs) <laughs> what does that mean? You're going to put children into wood chippers now? Like, <laughs> what, what are you going to do to escalate? Yeah, so th- it, it's going to be a trilogy now, and it's going to be called the Trilogy of Vengeance. Great. Um, and the other two games are, are working titles are Tokyo Ogre and Cecile. <laughs> and what, what we find, what Josh and I find so amusing about the story is that they're announcing a sequel, but the ga- the original game didn't really do that well. No, it 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 made back like thirty percent of what they spent on it. Is what it said, or you know, like kind of the news that's been out. Yeah, like it it sold quite poorly. Um, apparently, it did better in the West than it did in Japan. Kind of oddly, but yeah. Um, that that being said, if you guys haven't purchased this game already, I would do it just to you know drum up interest um it, it, it really is a good game it, it is extremely good extremely unique i mean there's just i i haven't played anything quite like that with that you know that overarching sense of dread that it it inspires in you like you know you you're constantly kind of worried in the back of your head like am i gonna have to stuff a little kid in the cannon i don't want to stuff a little cute kid in the cannon but but maybe i've got to this boss fight's really hard am i gonna have to stuff a kid in the cannon And the game on the surface sounds very dark and it kind of is a dark storyline but it's not edgelord dark no if that makes any sense and the the story is really well told in this game it is i i is one of my favorite games of last year yeah by far. It, it certainly was one of mine um we, we we sung its praises quite a bit in the end of the year or the game of the year uh article mm-hmm. that's for sure so check it out if you haven't already it's really good 
Um, and that's all of the news. Now for uh, new release dates, we've got um, Neptunia Cross Center and Kagura Ninja Wars hitting the PC in May on <laughs> in a, on Steam on May 11th. Happy birthday to me, I guess. Um, <laughs> Do you want that as a birthday present, Kelly? Can you send yeah. that back for an Amazon gift card? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the PC version is going to follow that into this Switch release, which is April 19th. Um, so, yeah, that's for you Neptunia fans. Um, we've got Young Souls hitting the PC and consoles in March. Anna's excited for this. Yeah, I, this looks kind of cool. Beat em up and then, sort of thing, two players. Oh, this, yeah. one, this is the one that's finally getting out of Stadia jail, right? Um, oh, one of those Stadia? rare Stadia exclusives. No. Yeah. Oh, oh. What did they do that for? Okay. So <laughs> they took the money, man. Yeah. That's how they made it. Yep. And then um Potato Flowers in Full Bloom is releasing next week. And this Did looks you like sneeze? It. Is that the words you meant to say with your mouth? No. That's the name of the game. Potato Flowers in Full Bloom. Okay. Um it's a dungeon crawling RPG that's gonna be available for the Switch and Steam. Uh, it's next like a week. mobile game. I mean, I, I kind of like the art style, and I do love me a dungeon crawler. All right. Is this an Whether idle that... game? This is so weird looking that I keep wondering, if is it a normal turn-based? Is it real-time? It's, do I just it's turn-based. watch my guys do things out of their lineup? Like, how is this working? Right. It looks turn-based to me, and okay. um, it's first-person right. dungeon crawling. And what's interesting about it is the weird, the, it, it kind of shifts perspective when you interact with things. I guess it's got a demo we could just try it out. Yeah, looks kind of cool. So that that's all of the news. Now, what's uh, coming out, Chris? Oh boy, here you go. We've got oh, apparently we missed one. Uh, Dust Diver Two for Switch came out on February twenty fourth. Thought we covered it, but all right, apparently not. Um, and then this week, Young Souls you mentioned, our uh, Potato Flowers in Full Bloom you mentioned. But also RPG Time: The Legend of Right for PC, Xbox One, and Series X and X, which I don't remember anything about. RPG Time: The Legend of Right. Is this an RPG Maker game? How much you want to bet? No. Oh, this is the um, this is the classroom looking. Okay, how do I even explain this? Ugh. RPG time. So this is this must be a port. No, they talk. This, this one looks like everything's papercraft and and colored in. Oh, that one. This looks cool. Go look up RPG time. The Legend of Right. W R I G T. W R I G H T. It's like you're playing through a game you made while doodling on top of your desk at school, and it's made. It's various stages are like papercraft or doodles or. Uh, it's weird and cool looking. Go check that out. Yeah, go check this out. Um, and in addition to that, we have .hackgu last recode on the Switch. And then because it's related to Chocobos, I put in the lineup here, Chocobo GP is coming out. Ready to do some and Chocobo that, racing? Well, there's a light version. I can try it out without paying anything. There so. is a light version. So they've got like a demo thing, and you can play with people who have the real game in local online. Um, so not over the internet, I guess. And then you can... um. Yeah, just try that out and uh, play around as like a Chocobo or Gilgamesh or a Moogle or that White Mage Lady from all the Chocobo games. And then whatever this behemothy looking thing that isn't a behemoth because it doesn't have a fishtail is, um, yeah. 
and apparently switch exclusive is it switch exclusive okay i could have sworn there was going to be a mobile version but i've been wrong it just says switch march 10th okay so, uh, i so. might download the light version just to check it out i i i have the ps1 version of this game but i never actually booted it up so it, it looks cute i like chocobos i like racing um Oh yeah, that's that's what's coming out now for editorials. We've got a voice of the cards Forsaken Maiden review from Alex Fuller. He gave it a three point five out of five. Liked it more um, than the first one. Yeah, um, I guess the uh, counter rate is pretty annoying in the game, though. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And then we've got a Dying Light Two Stay Human review from Ryan Costa. He gave it also a three point five out of five. So yeah, you can go check out both of those reviews mm. on our site. Check them. And out. I I believe that's a show. Is that the show? No, because I need to know um, what you're gonna play, Kelly. Um actually we need a question of the week. Um Who's your starter gonna be? Yeah, yes, who's your starter? <laughs> who's your starter and why is it gonna be the cat? Yeah, we cat's the only Duxley. correct answer. Doxley. Or Quaxley, whatever it is. Wasn't there a far? There was a Farfetch named Duxley that you traded for, and like I think it was just game. called Ducks. Okay, but I'm I'm amused that um, at some of the fan art, but also that <laughs> there are there are people that are standing the derpy fire alligator. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I guess this one finally breaks the tradition of all the fire starters being Chinese zodiac. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that was a tradition. Yeah. Uh, oh well. It's like you know what? I have an excuse to pick a leaf starter for once. Usually, uh, unless it's a cat, I pick fire, and the fire happened to be a cat in one of them. So, fire is a cat. Got it. Actually, no, I take that back. I picked grass and sword and shield because um, I like the monkey being a drummer at the end. It, was there a rat starter for fire at some point? Yeah. Duck. People think, technically, people think Kualava is the rat. Kualava, okay. That's um, this one. Yeah. Right? Okay. Doesn't look like a rat, but all right. Torchic would be the rooster. Yeah. Who's the monkey? Oh. Um, Infernape. Infernape. Or yeah. Chimchar. 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 And then Tepic was the boar. There was no fire horse. No. Starter. Um. But yeah, there's and a lot of them that do fit. There you go. Char- Charizard was the dragon. Yep. Who's the snake? You know, I wonder if that uh, the the current alligator is going to be the snake. Yeah. Could be. I mean, they haven't really said if it's an alligator or not. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. All right. Uh, what are you going to play this week, Kelly? Triangle strategy. Triangle strategy. Josh. Triangle strategy. Triangle strategy. I should also be saying triangle strategy, but instead I'm going to say Elden Ring. Yeah, that's fair. Till I get tired of it and play triangle strategy. <laughs> no, you'll just go back to 14. I will. <laughs> but it'd be cool if we were all playing triangle strategy, but it's not going to happen. You should play it, Chris. It's Did gonna... you like tactics? Listen, Kelly, I haven't... Uh, yeah, I love tactics. I haven't played Arceus or SMT5 either. And, like, I thought I was going to play both of those. You know... I mean, I don't but Arceus is good. You're not missing that much with SMT5. <laughs> All right. 
it had issues. The idea that Arceus is better than SMT5 is breaking my head. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all about that marketing. SMT5 had great marketing, and um, Arceus's marketing wasn't that great. It was the gameplay quality was flipped. So it's not really about the marketing then. No, just Atlas did a better job of marketing their game. No. Because I, w- I was sold on that hype, and then it oh, turned I out see. that it was all hype. <laughs> I see. I got you now. Yeah. All right, you know, then. It, Chris, yeah. what you ought to do is you ought to boot up the Triangle Strategy demo and just Ooh. see if it grabs you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I'm not dying to chariots and underground crypts. I mean, Chris, do you not like play games at night when you're going to bed? Um, I don't go to bed when I play Elden Ring. Oh. I don't think you understand gotcha. how Elden Ring works. Gotcha. You just there's, play it. It is your life. You start playing, and there's like, oh, God, I need to turn this off and get into the bed now. Uh, just one more crypt. All right, cool. Damn it. I almost got him. One more try. Oh, no, the birds are out. <laughs> Crawl on the covers. <laughs> the birds are in real life because it's almost morning. It's 1 o'clock. Oh, right. In, in 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 this hypothetical that I've created, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. sorry it's hard got... to follow my 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 hallucinatory <laughs> darks dark souls. Uh, Elden Ring. Oh. fever dreams. <laughs> oh, I I got distracted because my cat is currently trying to eat my DS stylus, and Ooh. I've been teasing him with it. Well, so that's your fault. Well, he's being cute right now. How dare he? <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> the gall okay you dropped it good job buddy good job all right i think we'll wrap it up then thanks everybody for watching uh catch us next week 9 a.m pacific noon eastern right here on twitch.tv slash rpgamer you can of course subscribe to the show on any of the podcast services i'm on i'm up on we've got it up on almost everything um there might be one or two out there that if you really care about it let me know but um, and hopefully Chris will remember to update post it the this show. Week. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be playing like three hours of Elden Ring directly after the show. So, oh, what I might be doing is playing some Final Fantasy VI though, because that's what I was actually requested to play by the site. Uh-huh. Um, which how do I fit that in with Triangle Strategy, Elden Ring, Final Fantasy fourteen, and Arceus? And yeah, my Final <laughs> Fantasy VI playthrough is going to be on hold. Um, I'm mostly got that just to pass the time for triangle strategy true that so maybe i won't play that now maybe next week <laughs> I well, the march week. is a bl- march is a bloated month because i think after or, um stranger of paradise comes out i'm gonna be kind of playing no, i'm gonna let strategy. you play that one for me i'm gonna pass on that put some yeah. time into elden ring instead and uh you can just send me memes well, yeah. Oh, look, I'm I'm falling on that grenade for you guys. So. Thank you. Um. We don't want to. <laughs> Watch, it's gonna be amazing, uh-huh. and I'm gonna sell you guys on. Just it. like Arceus but, was just amazing. Ten out of ten, Arceus. But, but no, something tells me that's gonna be my wheels award for the year. Game you love that no one else does. Yeah. All right. We shall see. We shall see. Um, I'm, I am ready to go get lunch. I don't know about you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. So, lunch and podcast posting, hopefully on time this week. We'll see you next week, everybody. Until then, goodbye and good luck picking a direction in yep. Elden.
triangle strategy ring. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Sure. Bye. Bye. Bye.